What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another live stream of Bizarre Junkies. I'm your host, as always, Austin Alvarez. We are joined once again by our Lord and Savior, George Carmona. How's it going, people? And uh, we actually have our first, uh, I feel like this is our first international guest. Oh, definitely. Oh, wait. Arnar. Arnar. He's, he's from Australia. Yeah, so today we are joined by Mr. Marcus Deegan. No, that is not Conor McGregor. Oh no! Oh no! I thought it was Connor. Is that how we say it? Oh <laughs> yeah. no! No, I'm sorry. It's yeah. I've just been watching Below Deck lately. Yeah, and it, they it's they lay it thick, you know. Below For, Deck. Oh yeah, I had a couple of my friends on Below Deck. Oh no shit! I, yeah. That does not surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah, I did. I had a couple of my mates from Australia on Below Deck. I believe it was Darren and um and Tamara. Yeah, yeah. Below Deck. Mm. Blow dick. Anyway, ah, thanks for having me on. I love yeah. this kind of stuff. Anyone that knows me knows I love the paranormal. I, I love ghosts. I love Bigfoot. I love anything scary. I love, I love uh, although I would never want to be put in the situation of it, I love watching it. I love knowing about it. I, I'm obsessed with all those kind of shows. Well, thank you for coming on. I know uh, we were supposed to do this a few weeks ago and we had some stuff come up, but now you're here. Now you can give the good word to the people about uh, your show. But uh, so you you have a show. It's called the Marcus Deegan Show. Go figure. Um, and it's a little spicy right now. Yeah. So ah, uh, it's just it's funny how you can do a podcast and think that it's going to be a huge hit, and then the day that it gets released, it gets taken down. But it's just one of those things, one of those controversial topics that I don't know. They don't want to be brought to light or whatever it is that they don't want to do. But yeah. Anyway, it got taken down, but that's all good. We got pizza. We got chicken wings. We do have pizza. We do have chicken wings. We, we have got some coke. Of different Coca Cola, we have yeah, Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, George, let's go ahead and go over our topics for today. So, we're gonna watch some scary videos. Ooh. We may shit ourselves. Okay, hey, that, that's what I want to do. I wanna, I wanna <laughs> shit myself live on YouTube. <laughs> We've been saying it. If it happens, like we will be the hottest thing on the podcast. Yeah, in the podcast. Because bit. believe it or not, someone shit on this table yesterday. Yeah, yeah, a little, yeah, yeah. a fucking baby wallaby. Oh, it did yeah. shit on the table? Oh, yeah. Yeah, shit on the multiple table, times. Like three times. I, fuck yes. Dude, you got clips of it, right? Yeah, right where that fucking piece of pizza is right here. In the <laughs> right, right there. Yeah. You know, shout out to Marcus for bringing the pizza. So if you wake up in the morning with an Australian accent, just know that you probably ate a bit of kangaroo shit. <laughs> You'll be waking works? up going, oh, no. Oh, no. It's, it's N-A-U-R. That's how you guys say it. Uh, but yeah, so that's the topics for today. Uh, our lovely producer, which by the way, uh, it's our producer's birthday today. It's Franny's birthday. So I want to make sure we give a big shout out to Franny. Uh, he has been crushing it. He gives us a new list of phenomenal clips every week. He also helps with some guest booking. Oh, it's Bobby. We got Bobby on the show right now. We got Bobby on the show right now. Have, Bobby uh, from Fight Junkies. He's been jumped. on the show before. Yeah, he has. What are you doing, Bob? Hold it up to the mic. I gotta get some diapers, but I needed to see what freaky stuff was going on. Listen, don't be embarrassed about buying those adult diapers. I mean, people have this problem. All you gotta do is just go into Walgreens and wait until no one's in the aisle and then grab them. You'll be, you'll be fine. You know, I love the support that I get from all of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right, buddy. 
Oh god, the demons are taking hold of him already. Oh god. I mean, I'm at, I'm we at haven't Bobby. even watched a scary video yet. All right. This man's. Ooh, we should have a night terror episode. <laughs> All right, brother. That would be sad. <laughs> uh, Franny is in the chat, so everybody, please comment. Happy birthday, Happy Franny. Happy birthday to Francisco. Happy birthday, buddy. Yes, we were just talking about how much we appreciate you for everything you do, but let's go ahead and get into some videos. What do you think, Marcus? Yeah, definitely. Let's see what we got here, boys. So this first one, all it says is a man records the paranormal activity in his home. Recording the paranormal boom. I went to the spiritual store. I bought a bunch of sage. I bought a bunch of um, oils and all that. I spread it around the house and did what everybody told me to do. And I really think it made things worse. <laughs> Look. I done went up to the stove. I done spent a whole hundred dollars. I done bought the seashell and the and everything for for it to go. I thought was I was smoking that sage. I was cool and watching TV. I started hearing <laughs> doom, doom, doom. Whole time I'm thinking it's gonna be a motherfucker with a goat face or some shit when I open this goddamn door. <laughs> a, so a goat face. Like, I think I know her. <laughs> So I'm looking around the room. I'm looking, check the closet. Ain't nobody in there. Oh, shit. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. The closet door had shut, and it was a big gust of wind. Once I seen that chair rolling towards me, I ran up out that bitch screaming for my mom. Oh, hang on, the chair moved, did it? Yeah. Yeah, that's your classic poltergeist right there. Yeah, we call that the fish line poltergeist. That's a, it could be done with a fish line for sure. Um, but you can kind of tell if they're believable or not if they don't show the whole shot. Like if yeah, that if one, they, they cut to a corner and then they come back. Yeah, yeah you're like, all yeah, right, you're just yeah. so, hey George, hey George. Yeah. When I turn, run in, okay. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. So the ready, ready. <laughs> Sorry, Marcus. As you were saying though. Now I already forgot. I already forgot. <laughs> I already forgot. The ghost spooked them, bro. The ghost got you already. All right. So this next one says, while it's not paranormal activity, there is a phenomenon in old folks' homes called sundowners where the inhabitants of the nursing homes act violent and participate in truly terrifying activities at night. Yeah. So I, I've heard about night terrors or uh, night, um, sundowners before. Why I stopped working in nursing homes. She could barely speak, let alone yell, poor old thing. I don't know. I think it was picking up a gun. Ah, Sunday. All right, you need to rest and relax. Stop doing that. That's making you talk funny. Are you okay? No. Yes. Calm down. I need something to drink. It sounds like it. I'll get you some water. Okay? <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> you want water? All right. All right Jesus Grandma wants a drink. Don't worry about scare. Grandma wants a drink and she wants it now. 
But, that one was kind of sad. Uh, just thinking about old people. I mean, yeah. I mean, sad, but then demonic. Was she so close to the afterlife that it was like just pulling her and she was like, no. Maybe. Grim Reaper. You never know. I mean, I would like to think that that's a possibility there. Hey, guys, go on, go on the YouTube channel. I'm going to jump off this uh, Instagram live now. Go on the YouTube channel. The link is in my story. The one We were this. live on Instagram, too. Yeah, we were live. Yeah. You guys were as well? No, no, no. You, you were. I'm just saying we as a room. Yes. We're live on uh, Instagram. So uh, this next one, it, <laughs> I love the, <clears throat> excuse me, I love when Franny sends me like short ones where it just says like the hospital night shift. And that's it. You're like, Okay. So, this is a birthday one. <laughs> birthday special. Birthday special from Birthday Fran. hospital special. Did you hear her? Yes. You hear her? Yeah, I don't know about night shift at the hospital, man. That seems a little scary to me. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Someone could be under the bed there. She probably thinks I'm her mom. That was you. No, I swear to God. That sounds like the same voice. Uh, yeah, that was... That was kind of lame. I didn't understand it. Not to say that there isn't creepy shit happening at hospitals. 100% there is. But. Oh, definitely. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of people die in hospitals. So yeah. obviously there's going to be trapped souls there that either don't know what's happened, don't realize that they've passed on, or just, uh, you know, refuse to whatever it is, to want to leave the earthly realm. That's what I think. Hospitals, there would be, there would be shitloads of ghosts in hospitals for sure. Yeah. I would think so, yeah. I mean, Jay Wozley from Ghost Adventures explained it as if somebody's killed violently, there's such a release of energy into, like, that room. Yeah. And so that's why I think that's, like, the... Because the, we always ask, like, why are the ghosts older? Why are they, like, Victor Victorian-era ghosts all the time that we see, or Civil War ghosts? I think it's because back then medicine wasn't as good, so people just died a lot violent, a lot more violently than they do now. So that's why there's a lot more ghosts around. From That's those we, days. Yeah, because they all died. A lot of people like us die in our sleep now or die in a hospital room medicated. Yeah. Now, but think about that motherfucker that died in the ER. That's the one that's, you know, the one that had to, you know, came in with 18 gunshots. I ain't getting no sleep because of y'all. Y'all ain't getting no sleep because of, of me. me. <laughs> I ain't getting no sleep because of y'all. I killed your family. Ooh, oh, what? Who huh? wrote that? Huh? Uh, George, uh, we're going re to redact that from the record. But uh, this next one says more weird activity in Peru. So I'm, I think this is more alien Oh, yeah. The, activity. That, that, that's right. There's been a lot of that happening over there. 
I wonder why that happens in Peru. Who knows? Maybe the mushrooms are good there. The predator? What? That was it. All right, that you gotta watch it. it again. We see it jump. Hmm. Yeah, strange. The predator. It looked like it, didn't it? Like a kind of half camouflaged, invisible entity right there. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it didn't finish. It didn't finish. Yeah, it didn't finish. Uh, Mm. Play it again. That's just a tree falling. Is it? Yeah, I mean, it could be. Yeah, the fuck? People in Peru are so fucked up on ayahuasca all the goddamn time. Yeah. <laughs> thinking they're seeing every type of ghost in the world. It's like, no, bro. They're running around licking toad backs over there. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> they're, licking, they're picking up toads and just licking them and absolutely going mindless and seeing aliens in Peru. <laughs> uh, Franny just asked where the pizza's from. Uh, it's from Rocco's over here. I think there's one in Town Square or Summerlin. But uh, yeah, it's our go-to spot over here. It's right by the studio. The lady behind the counter was flirting with me big time when I went in there as well. That's big time props right there. She, uh, from uh, she Madagascar, was, right? No, she, was, she was East African. Oh, I mean, you can't get more East than Madagascar. <laughs> hey. She had like exotic. Yeah, she had uh, exotic pizzas. Yeah, they were great pizzas too. Not right. bad. Not bad. All the chicken wings were good as well. So shout out to oh, Rocco's. Yeah. Oh, this is yes. not a paid promotion. Not paid at all. Uh, we actually paid them. Yeah, we so, did. So, uh, I actually paid I, them. I, we, I, you know why? Because we haven't we haven't discussed the terms yet. We do have a contract we're working out with George. George is our mediator. Yeah. Uh, to determine PizzaGate. I am a meteor. <laughs> PizzaGate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what this is right now. It's PizzaGate. Nice. I didn't think that was a good thing. No, it's not. We're we're discussing oh, pricing okay. here. Okay. Oh, okay. Right, Sweet. Right, right. I get you. I right, get right. I get you now. Yeah, but thanks, Rocco's. Good pee. Good pizzas. Yes, yes. All right. So this one says the man that hunted humans. Isn't that illegal? <laughs> this guy altered his body in Mexico so he could become the perfect serial killer. This included having gastric bypass surgery when he was not overweight, just so he could focus on the hunt and not get distracted by hunger. He what? altered his teeth with unnecessary dental work and even possibly altered his fingerprints. He had several nose jobs and he injected Botox in areas such as his armpits. This was so he would sweat less and decrease the chance of leaving his DNA at crime scenes. I'm talking about Israel Keys. And this guy didn't care who he killed, so there was no typical victim profile. He also often did his horrible deeds far away from home. He rented the cars he would use. He only used cash. He often wore disguises. And he wouldn't use his cell phone on his escapades. This guy killed people all over the entire country. I'm talking Alaska, Washington, Vermont, New York, and probably a lot of other places. He called Dennis Rader a wimp. Yeah, Dennis Rader, the serial killer known as BTK. It is believed <laughs> that Israel Keys ended the lives of at least 11 people between 2001 and 2012. But that number is probably a lot Looks higher, like and he even alluded to that several <laughs> times. I mean, he was on this spree for over 10 years. He loved hunting animals since he was a child, and he often spoke out about enjoying killing anything with a heartbeat. 
He just loved it so much that he eventually moved on from killing animals to people. At one point, he served in the US Army, and he said it was then that he decided he would start a life of crime. He also loved road tripping all over the country and leaving kill kits everywhere. That way, if he was ever in the area, he would have easy access to one. When he was finally caught in March of 2012, he never gave details about what he did to the people whose lives he ended. All he said is that he committed these crimes for himself as entertainment. Besides ending people's lives, he committed different crimes. This included breaking into people's houses, bank robberies, and burglaries. He said he only got caught because he got sloppy and broke his own rules. On December 2nd of 2012, he ended his own life at the Anchorage Correctional Complex in Alaska. At the time, he was 34 years old. I can't believe I just recently heard about this guy. I don't know why he isn't more talked about. But tell me, have you ever heard of him before? No, I have not. Not until then, but that was interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty schooled on my serial killers as well, and I definitely haven't heard that that guy. But it takes a uh, it takes a certain kind of uh, evil to kill humans as sport. Come on, man. David yeah. Goggins probably would. I who? mean, David Goggins, the Navy SEAL, the one who runs. He's like, stay hard. Ah, uh, yes. He's on Rogan a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy would, right, George? I think it's safe to say Goggins would. There's a there's a lot of people that probably kill motherfuckers. But, like, they were able to control it, you they know? Got, they got medicine. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's not even to kill anything, really. Well, like, still think about, like, there's still, think, like, in the military-wise, there's people getting killed every day. Like, there's new murders happening every single day. In the military? Do you think? Like, oh, across yeah, the like, whole globe. Oh, 100%. Like, how many people... Do you think it killed a day by military, like in military conflict? Well, I'm sure a lot at the moment because there's a lot of that going on. Uh, there, but there's some people that can do it. Like I, I, I'm one of those people. I can't even like I'll pick up any bug and throw it outside. I'm one of those dudes. I can't kill anything. You know what I mean? I'm not Weak. like you. I'm not like you. Amer <laughs> I'm not like you Americans. Yeah, us Americans. It's all we do is we murder. No, I didn't mean murder, but yeah, no, I'm not a. Uh... I'm getting schooled on my uh, my uh, Second Amendment. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm, to help you on yeah, a little man, bit on definitely, that. Definitely, definitely. Don't be like George. I mean, listen. Like, I respect it. Yo, I, res I respect the fuck out of the Second Amendment, but you know, ah, the process of getting a piece. You know what I mean? It's not that hard. You just have to pay and then wait a day or two. I heard you just had to go to Chicago. <laughs> is that yeah, right? Yeah. Is that not That's, how you do it? You don't want to drive all the way out there. I mean, I'm down. I got to plug with Chief Keef. <laughs> uh, so Franny is saying there's footage of him kidnapping his last victim. Oh, really? Yeah. Too bad we don't have that. But all right. Uh, this next one says this might scare you into never using an elevator again. Bold statement. This is worst deaths imaginable, number 69. And uh, <laughs> fucking Christ, I saw the video of it happening. And I, I'm like legit sick to my stomach. Uh, so, viewer discretion is advised. This was 30 year old Sam Waysbren. He and his family were originally from Milwaukee, but he had recently, by 2019 at least, moved to New York City. He worked in software sales and he was just a joy to be around, according to his friends and family. You never met. Sam was just a regular guy, a good person. And in an instant, all of that was gone. 
I do want to warn you that this is a death caused by an elevator, so if anyone has issues with that, just letting you know. God damn, in August of 2019, we just about Sam would be inside the Manhattan Promenade. And this was on 3rd Avenue near East 25th Street. At approximately 8.15 a.m. on that August 2019 day, Sam was on an elevator. I can't show him, but he was right yes, here in this elevator. The elevator stopped. Everyone who was on there got off. Sam was one of the last ones. When, for some reason, the door didn't close, but the elevator started to go down. All of this happened as Sam was trying to walk out of the elevator. Ooh. When this happens, you can see him grabbing the edge, the wall of the elevator on the outside. But then one of the most horrific images I think I've ever seen in my life, Sam would get pulled in, sucked in. This would be between the elevator and the inner wall of the building where there is virtually no gap a very small gap at the least. You see him completely fold in half. I'm gonna try to find I mean, this. His What's legs this guy's name? and his head are, they're just, and then he just gets dragged down the wall in the elevator. Now you don't see any blood in the video, but this was just one of the most horrific things I've ever seen. I can't imagine what Sam was thinking in that, in that split moment. I guess a report would show that the door zone restrictor thing, I guess it was tampered with. And apparently the building just didn't really repair it. At any rate, Sam was crushed to death. His chest had been completely compacted to the point where he instantly couldn't breathe. And the only thing I can think of when I saw that footage was, dear God, I hope it was instant. Mm. I know his family filed a wrongful death lawsuit and has sued the building, but I, again, I can't find the outcome of that. Mm. And that's actually pretty common that we don't ever get to know because usually it's private. Man, what a horrible way to go. I'm trying so, to, I'm a sick fuck. I'm trying to find it. Yeah, I'm trying to work it out. So he was stepping out of the elevator, and as he stepped out, the elevator dropped. I actually found it. The actual video of it? Yeah. I can't wait to get the reactions out of you guys. Oh, it blurs it a little bit, but... Yeah, I'm kind of funky when it comes to watching shit like this. <laughs> Damn. Same, hey, on, turn it turn it towards me for a little bit. Oh, look at the... Uh, go. It's riveting right now. They're watching this. Marcus is looking over. He doesn't like squeamish shit. Opens his mouth. Oh! oh. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Yeah, that was instant because his spine would have been severed straight away, snapped like that, cut off instant. <gasps> wow, that's bad. What do you guys got? Yeah, isn't this show the shit? Damn. George has nightmares now because of this. Not yeah. anymore. It's, it's oh, making yeah, me tougher. All right, all right. Okay, we're, we're, we're working on it, guys. We're working on it. But uh, yeah, elevators already scare me. Uh, I went to a, an MMA fight a couple uh, about three months ago with our boy Nick and a bunch of people from the gym, and uh, we all got into. It was at the Sahara. I should have known better. Uh, place is old as fuck. We get into the elevator and it drops a foot and goes beep 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 beep, and we're like, oh fuck! And it was like eleven and nine. We all had a little too much. We're all a little coming down. Uh, and, uh, yeah, thankfully the elevator went back up and opened and we were able to get out, but I was like, <laughs> I grabbed Nick and I was like, 
I'll kill you right now if I have to get out of this fucking thing. Yeah, that's definitely a fear. Getting trapped in an elevator or something like that yeah. is definitely, definitely a fear for sure. Poor guy. Yeah. Dang, that is a horrible way to go. Yep. Wow. That or the submarine, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, sub oh, the, oh, the, well, the submarine I was instant. The submarine, yeah. But I, we I, didn't know until right. at the end. But yeah, it yeah. was instant. It was, no, like, I was having know. nightmares about that as well because I was like empathizing and trying to put myself in yeah. that position and just thinking, you, if you just knew that you were running out of air and you're at the bottom of the ocean and there was just absolutely, you were going to die. It would that that was where the fear would yeah, come from. Yeah, the panic. From, the right? panic was in my head. I was like, "Fuck!" Like I couldn't mm. imagine being stuck down no, there, no, knowing like, "Oh, we're probably going to die down here." Yeah. Well, so there was a video that was circulating that kind of demonstrated. Yeah, we posted it. You saw that. Yep. Kind of demonstrated what would happen to the human body and the skeletal structure and all the cells and everyone, just everything. And it's it's literally like it's like a second, wasn't it? It's milliseconds. A mill millisecond. Yeah. So, so was the was the elevator faster than a millisecond? No. Uh, no. 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 Definitely not. But I don't think enough for you to register the pain. You, it'd be, before you knew it, it would be over. Hey, look, I'm just assuming that. I'm not saying. I'm sure that <laughs> Wait, fucking. This hurt. is not medical advice. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, I'm just speculating here. Uh. Uh, all right. This next one says a very creepy closet. Hey guys, um, just wanted to jump on really quick because I had to stop sewing. My daughter just said that something weird really happened and we've been experiencing a lot of strange things lately, just different noises and stuff. No shit, lady. Don't mind my mannequins I sew for a living, so... Ugh. Okay, let's get rid of all the mannequins the for starters. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Clarice. There's something in there. I see dead people. Door? Come on, man. Now, this little girl doesn't seem to be acting here. No. I mean, Jesus Christ, lady. That got me. That one got me. That Is that what scared you? The mum says there's a creepy, bald mannequin staring at the daughter. Is that what scared you, honey? Um, well, yeah, that's for starters. What a mess. It's okay. <laughs> is it? This is what you call bad parenting, guys. What? Pull the camera out and traumatize the poor kid. Oh. Yeah, that's it. I'm out of there. I'm grabbing the kid. Throwing her in there as a sacrifice. And <laughs> I'm out of there. Yeah. Listen, no. listen, here's, here's, an, here's a bit of parenting advice. And I'm not a parent, but just, just a bit of... Uh... I'll back it up for you. So if your child is scared, I don't think pulling out the video camera and encouraging the fear to continue by having mannequins hiding in the child's closet i mean that i don't know did that look staged to you no the little girl sold it for me yeah the little girl kind of sold it for me as well what yeah. is it with these parents anything for a viral video these days shame on you yeah don't do that don't, don't make do viral it. not me not me she no, no, no. uh dude like how 
low on the totem pole is that daughter to be in the fucking sewing room like that's her bedroom a, a, like a, a sewing room is, is scary enough as it is you know what i mean with those mannequins everywhere that's definitely an uncomfortable position to be in especially the one in the closet no so that mannequin was gay <laughs> that mannequin was still in the closet <laughs> all right yeah. this next one says and i kid you not transforming cat people Ugh. Life does not. Oh my god, guys! I saw his video and I immediately had the chills. Sorry. Listen, that stuff is real, okay? I have a story to tell you. Call me Delulu. I don't care anymore. I know what I saw. I heard what I heard, and it is real over there, okay? So when I was 15, I had to go to Haiti. I remember my mom talking to me. She said, "Hey, if you see an animal, well, bet with something." Just look the other way. Don't talk about, talk to it. Don't make fun of it. Don't even look at it because those animals could actually be humans. Yeah, humans. So I started taking a shower and where the shower was, there was like, um, like this wall, but you can see the outside through that wall, right? So I would take a shower. All of a sudden, there's this black cat that would watch me take a shower. And I kid you not, every time I would take a shower and that black cat is there, that night I would have sleep paralysis never really paid attention to it my uh, it was just weird whatever this cat's been watching me for a long time every time every evening it would come and just watch me and it's a black cat okay every time this cat would come out i would have these like chills like goosebumps bad one day nobody was home i decided i was going to take a shower nobody is at the house okay the cat is there and now, like, my chills are seriously chilling at this point. But I'm taking a shower. I'm like, I'm not scared of no cat. I'm from America. I got this, bro. You know what I mean? <sighs> yeah, okay. So I'm taking a shower. And then all of a sudden, the cat look at me. I look at the cat. The cat goes, Lisa. That's my middle name. Lisa. I'm like, Lisa. I kid you not, the cat called my name. And I looked at the cat and the cat looked at me and I screamed. The cat didn't move. I'm screaming. And all of a sudden, my aunt was coming back from the grocery store or something. And she heard me and I was like, oh, my God, the cat is talking to me. I don't know. I've never seen this before. I'm like losing my mind. My aunt cussed that cat out. My cat, my aunt said, told that cat, don't you ever come here. Some weird stuff. I don't even know. I don't understand. And I kid you not, that was the last time I've ever seen that cat. That cat understood what my aunt said. That cat spoke to me. And that joke is real. Be careful when you go to Haiti, okay? Because those animals, respect the animals because those animals are humans, okay? Oh, and my sleep paralysis went away after that. Uh, I just got a question. Like, I feel bad for them, but who has like Haiti on like their top three of places to go? Nah. Yeah, no, it's not for me, man. Not a place that I actually thought about. It's like war torn still, and and there's a lot of voodoo there too, right? Of, I think yeah. so. And then there's a lot of like earthquakes, yeah. <laughs> like that just happened that are really bad there. I mean, that story was kind of tough to interpret. So she. Had saw some a cat talk to her. I have talking cats. I don't know what she's talking yeah, about. Mine tell me, hey, bitch, feed me. Yeah, mine say, daddy, mommy, hungry. That's true. That's what they do. Does mate. Malibu say that to you, George? Uh, in weird ways. In in Spanish, she speaks in Spanish. So yeah, yeah. I, you guys wouldn't be able to understand it right no, now. My my animals are bilingual as well because I speak to my animals in English, and Jenny speaks to them in Spanish. So, oh, wow. Do you talk to him in Australian at all? <laughs> I talk to him in Australian. 
All right, this next one says, this woman says, this is how to determine if your house is haunted, but I'm pretty sure this is just uh, gases dissolving. If you ever wanted to know if your house is haunted, I have a quick and easy way to figure that out. First, you're gonna grab a glass cup. It has to be glass and clear. You go to the sink and you turn on the water. So you have to wait for the water to kind of stabilize itself where it's not like coming out super, super fast, like kind of like that. Once it kind of stabilizes a little bit, you fill up your cup. Gotta get it all the way up there. You fill it up to about there. Make sure that the water is clear in the cup, that you don't have that foamy type um, cloudy water. You take the glass and you put it right next to your bed. So you're just gonna set it right here. Just leave it there and just have it sit there for the night. And in the morning when you wake up and you notice that the water is full with bubbles and it has like dropped down to like down to here, that is yeah, a God, sure a telltale sign that you have a spirit or some type of energy. What if you just late. drank it in the middle of the night? The next question is going to be, well, what do we do without water? We take it and we dump it down the toilet. You make sure that you flush it. Now I would, you know that I would the drink next it. step is to cleanse your home. For chaotic purposes, just drink it. I was step one was to fucking make the ghost thirsty and then step two is to sage your house like what type of shit is that bro yeah no they're just gonna say they're gonna be like yo they give me free beverages how many views did that video has that video got uh th that past one fuck dude I, I think i just clicked it off hold on no no, no. let's it see what has 843 comments that nah, so it's probably got about what thirty thousand views something like that yeah yeah i can't see the view counter on here yeah it's there's a lot of people that are like oh my god yeah i didn't I, I need i need some little bit more i need a little bit more solid evidence than that i need something that's gonna make me you know do you ever watch a video that automatically you'll get goosebumps while you're watching it and you think to yourself wow that's 100 percent real i always get that feeling a lot of i don't, I don't, I don't get i don't get goosebumps but i get like that like my stomach yeah drops. that stomach drop yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's us paranormal nerds. We all get that. You get that too, don't you, George? Oh, of course, dude. When a good video pops up, I, I Franny's usually good for one to two uh, a series here that will get my like the the hair on my arm to stand up. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of scary, uh, so this next one says where the idea that ghosts are translucent came from. So where they're this is I guess originating how they're see through. Okay. Weird fact of the day. The idea that ghosts look that like this, where they're kind of translucent and float, is extremely recent, and it came about for an extremely specific reason. And I think it's really fascinating because it gets to how human culture is formed. Now, almost every culture in history has ghosts, and they show up in a million different ways. In some cases, they come back and possess animals, or they possess people, or they show up and they can only be seen at night. But prior to the 19th century, they were never described as this. They either just looked like normal, solid people. In some stories, the ghosts would physically attack you, or they would open doors or break down doors. And while they had the ability to disappear or suddenly appear in a room, they were never described like this. Until this invention came along. Back in the early 1800s, before cinema, when people were extremely bored, they invented this device which could project a still image onto a screen. And this gave rise to horror shows called Phantasmagoria, 
where the audience would gather in a darkened room and a screen would be lowered and they would project onto the screen skeletons and monsters and all sorts of other scary things. Should do that but high. because of the technical limitations of the technology, they could only be portrayed as floating. They couldn't walk around the floor. And because of the screen and the projector, they were always translucent. And according to this book by Susan Owens, The Ghost, A Cultural History, it was only after those shows became popular that you started to see the translucent ghost turn up in stories. This was also around the time of the dawn of photography. And then back then, because of the technology, you used to have to sit perfectly still for a very long time for it to develop properly on the film. This is why people rarely smiled in those photos. You couldn't hold a smile for several minutes. If you got up early or if you moved, it would accidentally create this ghostly image and ah. it did not take oh, long for photographers to start selling ghost captured on film pictures. And from then on, when people claimed to see a ghost in their home, they would see this, the thing from the phantasmagoria, the floating translucent spirit. I feel like this is incredibly important to understand. Not only did media influence and totally alter our concept of what a human soul or spirit looked like, but a physical and technical limitation in that media did it. But 500 years from now, people will probably still be seeing this kind of ghost because of it. So we were lied to, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. I, um... So a couple of years ago, my dad passed away in Australia. So I actually couldn't get home because it was like around kind of the COVID time. So right. I couldn't and go back. And you were in the States at the I was in. I was in America at the time when he died. Um, and so obviously I couldn't get home. I couldn't go to the funeral and whatnot. And my mother said that he was making his presence known really really regularly daily for like a week and my mother was saying have you have you felt anything have you heard i'm like no i have nothing i haven't nothing's happened i haven't seen anything i haven't you know what i mean i haven't felt anything um and then just as i was saying that the, the very very next day is that my father appeared in my bedroom, I was on the cusp of waking. I was I was awake because I remember I was patting my dog on the side of the bed, but I was kind of like half asleep. I was patting my dog. And then I saw my dad, right? And it wasn't like this guy was saying, it wasn't a translucent. It was, it was like he was actually standing there. He looked a little younger and he didn't say anything. And he moved kind of, it, it kind of, it, it did look different, but it was, it was him. It was a. It wasn't. A, it wasn't see through. It was just like he was standing there, but it did look a little different. And then he came in the room, and then I immediately had thought that I had dreamt that my dad had died. I was like, "Fuck!" It was just a dream. And I was, and I said to him, "Dad, have you heard what's been going on?" And he just looked at me, right. And by the way, let me just say, this is not a bullshit story. I swear on my animals, this this is a factual story. This actually happened to me. He came in, he stood, I said, I said to him, dad, my missus is right there. I said, dad, do you know what's, you know what's being said? And he, he, all he did is he looked at me and he, he went like this with his head 
shook his head. He kind of had a half smile on his face. And then he kind of moved to the front of my bed like this. And then I said, is everything all right? And then he just went like that. He shook his head, kind of put his hand up and bang, he was gone. Compl just, just gone. And I kind of sprung up out of bed, sat up and I was like, did I, did, did I just dream that? Then I was like, fuck no, I was awake. Cause I, I couldn't, the comprehension of it was just not registering with me. I literally thought I was dreaming, but I wasn't. I was fucking wide awake. And the, the room felt different. There was an energy in the room. It felt full. And then I just woke Jenny up straight away. I was, had goosebumps all over me. I woke Jenny up straight away. And I was like, I just saw dad. I just saw my dad. And obviously I was crying. And it was, it was just so... And you know what? It helped me because it actually helped me grieve. Because I was this guy that was pissed off that I couldn't go home to see him. I hadn't gotten any signs. Then all of a sudden, and this didn't happen to mum or my sister or my brother. I called my mum straight away. I'm like, mum, I, he, he, I, I saw him. I saw him in the room for maybe four or five seconds for me to ask him two questions. And then bang, it was gone. So I was really grateful for that experience. But getting back to that, yeah, it was a full-bodied apparition for me. It wasn't. It wasn't translucent. That's a pretty amazing story, right? And that's true. Yeah. I swear to God on that. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you, you can. It's. It, it happened to me, and and it happened right in front of me. And once again, I couldn't register it. I couldn't. I couldn't comprehend if it was real or not because you don't think that's gonna happen. You know, your dad dies, and then all of a sudden he's standing in my room in America. I was like, what the heck is going on? But yeah, very grateful for the experience, and it helped me grieve. That's an incredible story because mm. it's so vivid. Yep. Because it like, just happened. It's literally yeah. two years old. Right. And like, because you told it to me the first time mm. and I was like, what? For real? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was, I was grateful for it. And I knew, and you know what? And I knew, and I said this to mom, I said, if anyone's going to hang around to let us know that he's okay, it's going to be dad. He right. was that type of guy that wouldn't want us to worry about it. He would want us to know. Hey, everything's sweet. I'm gonna go now, and I'll I'll see you when you get there, or whatever the message was. But it was calm. It was happy. It was friendly. He had a green t-shirt on. He had a big mustache. His hair was dark, and it was longer. He looked a little bit younger. I remember it vividly. I can't remember what pants he had on though. But he was wearing a green shirt. It was weird. That'd be weird if he only remembered Damn. the pants color. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, 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 right. <laughs> he was in his undies and a green shirt. <laughs> and it was the undies with the stain yeah, on it. it. I exactly, yeah. Fuck. So yeah, man. So you know, man. always, always. It's, it's funny how your parent wanted to come back and just to let me know that he was okay. Because I was so devastated that I couldn't go back to Australia. I had right. to watch the funeral on Zoom for God's sake. You know what I mean? But yeah. So it was a great. I'm grateful for that experience. And it, and it, you know, it solidified even more that you know, obviously, there's more to just our existence and this physical flesh and blood that we're in. This is just the cocoon, the case. This is just the, the extra skeletal uh, protection of what's inside that goes to wherever it is that we go to, which I believe is heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the case to the pre-roll. <laughs> we're not the pre-roll yet. Yep. But, uh, we just smoked it in the car park. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you guys call parking lots? Car park? Yeah, the car park. The car, wow. the car park. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you guys what are going to get educated on the Australian slang. Oh, with me. Yeah, now yeah. that I'm working here, you guys are going to get yeah, yeah, educated. like you know Barbie, but on the Barbie, yeah. yeah. I, I Barbie. think I learned that like first grade, and I was like, I'm Australian now. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that meme? It's like a Barbie doll, and there's a shrimp on top of it, and it says, "What is this?" Yep, shrimp, <laughs> what, on, a shrimp on the Barbie. And Australians are like, I don't get it. Yeah, we don't call it shrimp. That's why we call them prawns. 
A prawn. Do you think a shrimp is something that's like little, tiny, a shrimp. A little tiny bee's like dick. Like some of us in this room. Right. Yeah. Shut not the me. fuck up, bitch. Not me, not me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now you got me fucking fired up. I, oh. You know, I was like starting to play a little calm, you know. Yeah. Marcus not... is seeing ghosts and shit. Yeah. But no, I'm fucking back, dude. Nah. Here, <laughs> call me a shrimp. I wonder what was going on yeah, over there, George. Friend. Huh? I was wondering what was going on over there. I haven't heard from you. No, well, I mean, like, you want me to get fired up right now over, over you guys calling me a shrimp? Listen, I never Trey, said... Trey, you get out of here right now. They just called me a shrimp and you don't want to get in my way. For real. Out of here, Trey. You're not having any more. Have a good, have a great night. Thank no. you, Trey, for all the work you put in today. No, you did great. No more pizza, Trey. No more pizza. He's gonna come in right now and take some more. I guarantee. Trey, I swear to God, if you come back in here for pizza, I'm beating you up. Oh, he's back. <laughs> oh shit, he's back. Here it is. Nope, I got it. George. Oh my God. Oh my God, George. Wait, why are you pulling his pants down, George? Oh, yeah, sure, it's a little bit easy, really. Yeah, see. He's getting them long strokes. <laughs> All right, this is supposed to be a paranormal fucking show. What's going on here? It's true crime too. That's is a, it that's true a, crime as well? Yeah, we do a lot of true crime. We just did an episode today on the uh, that comes out next week. So you can look forward to this on Monday. We just did an episode earlier today on the San Isidro McDonald's massacre in 1984. Mm, that one was really fucked up. It was really, it was really. How dark. many people it, were killed in that? Uh, Twenty-one. Yeah, a guy went into a McDonald's and just killed everybody. Yeah, he just. I don't went know if in, I've heard that one. I don't know if I've so seen it that happened one. in San Isidro, which is like San Diego. Uh, in 1984, and this guy, uh, it's really sad because so he got let go from his job. He was he had polio when he was a kid, so he had a limp, so like he couldn't do much. And he was a security guard, and they let go of him because he wasn't able to fulfill the duties because you know he had the limp. So he like, excuse me, he like lost it. A few days later, he tells his his wife, he's like, I think I have mental health issues. And she's like, okay. So then they go. He goes home and he calls the mental health clinic in San Diego. And he goes, Hey, um, I would like to speak to somebody. She goes, yeah, absolutely. And she takes down his information. She goes, somebody will call you within a few hours. He sat by the phone and waited for hours. No call. The reason why the receptionist misspelled his name. Uh. And I think misspelled the phone number. So then, um, actually, so that was the day before. Then they go to the zoo he goes with his kids and his, his wife. And he goes, you know, it's, uh, I think, I think my life is over today. Goes home, bunches up a bu uh, grabs a bunch of guns, goes into a McDonald's and just shoots literally everybody. No, there was no discrepancy between age. Did he shoot himself afterwards? Uh, no, they shot him. The cop shot him. A, yeah. a SWAT sniper got him. Yeah, I mean, and it all like, and so on the on the the show notes we had a time breakdown. So 405, he shot this person. 407, he shot these four people. 408, he shot these nine people, and then um. But it all happened within like five minutes, like mm. all the killings. And then he then he held out for I think like an hour, and then they shot him. A lot of that happens over here. I eh? a lot yeah. happens a lot in this in this country. I mean, there's a lot of crazies out there, and for someone to do that without any remorse is just beyond even comprehension. There's definitely some. Is it whether you call it mental illness or whether you call it demonic possession? It's kind of all the same kind of. You know what I mean? Either way, you're yeah. going to be doing ghastly, ungodly, disgusting things that, that, that just you and I couldn't even even think about doing. Right. Yeah. So it was a, so George and I, you know, we, we kind of bring a lighthearted touch to it. We're, we're joking around at the beginning and then it got serious and we, 
You're definitely going to want to tune in for that one. Yeah, That's this one's going to be good. It's going to be good. It comes out Monday. Nice. You can catch that on all the platforms and here on YouTube as well. Uh, all right, let's get to this next one. So speaking of ghosts uh, with your dad, it, this one just says the Green Castle Ghosts. Mm. Plural. Take a seat, because this story... Oh, this guy's content's really good, Mark. Oh, okay. Uh, this house inhabited we have by one of very his powerful female ghosts. You're not going to want to miss this. And by the way, I did a long version of this story on YouTube, so if you haven't seen that, you can go watch it. But if you're just a TikTok fan, this is for you. It's the early 2000s in Greencastle, Indiana. And this man right here, Guy Winters, got word of a very terrifying house. His friend told him that they were there, and they saw an apparition float through the wall. So Guy grabbed his gear, and that night, they went to the house. It was this long drive down these back roads. This house is completely in the middle of nowhere. And when they pulled up, Guy was completely amazed because this house is huge and it's from the 1800s and already it feels like he's being watched. Guy's fear is growing and growing. It is pitch black around them. Not only that, but now lightning is starting to strike everywhere. So they walk in the front door. And already Guy notices this strange feeling like he's never felt before. Something is in this house. And as he walks deeper, he begins to hear a thumping. And this thumping starts getting louder and louder. So he checks his heartbeat because he's thinking, maybe that's my heart. But his heart rate was off rhythm and it was also not as strong as this thumping. This thumping was so loud that now it is shaking his entire body. And then suddenly a chill runs up his spine. The air around him runs cold. The guy is completely frozen. He's standing in place, his arms crossed in, and he just cannot move because he can feel something approaching him. The exact same feeling as when you're paralyzed in a dream with fear. The guy began to realize that this presence was some sort of female. Something that wanted him to know it was right there. And as this energy creeps forward and gets right in front of his face, he feels it melt inside of his body. As his intestines become cold, he takes off running and flies out the front door. And standing in the front yard is his friend. And his friend looks over at it and he's like, Guy, your head is glowing. And Guy had this pink light coming out of his head. So then his friend picks up his camera and begins to take pictures of the house. This is what he captured. Hmm, wow. Interesting. Yeah, that's uh, definitely an apparition. Capturing the female presence that had melted into Guy's body. Some of the coolest ghost pictures wow. I have ever seen. So the next day, Guy brought all of this evidence to a news station. They did a big story. And this lady comes forward and she was like, my parents built that house. So she pulls out this box and she shows all of her family pictures. And they compare the ghost pictures and the family pictures side mm. by side. They notice that they're very similar. Eerily similar. And the story on this house just absolutely blew up and it got so big that eventually the owners just tore the house down because everyone was running over to the house trying to see the ghost the guy would say he felt extremely guilty because he's the reason that there was even a story and now the ghost doesn't have a house he would visit the rubble and take pictures and there are still apparitions yeah in well they picture. would be this is why you don't go visiting 18th century houses mm -hmm. you never know what's inside and i have a suspicion Maybe that wasn't her parents. Maybe it was something evil. Yeah. 
so it's interesting that one is the the kind of see-through ghost that the previous clip was talking about and i think that maybe they what if it's like power levels like that, that's what i was energy. yeah that's what i was thinking or their intent like the intent of it orb is maybe a ghost that just is just flying around and doesn't know where it's going. So the only way that you're going to see it is in orb version. Um, something that maybe doesn't know that they're dead, that's peeking through windows and stuff like that, is that in the case of my dad, it was a full-bodied apparition. So I think that maybe, like you said, there's a power button. There's different levels to what you'll be able to see someone that's on the other side. Yeah, so George, uh, do you want to go to an 18th century house for me next weekend? Yeah, down in uh, Georgia? Yeah. Yeah, dude, I heard those are like the best ones to, to go visit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's roll into this next video. Uh, this one says, a ghost that wants to play a game too. <laughs> Thank God you can see the top of the bottle. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a 90s dance. Let's do it. You can only move when the lights are off. You can't move when the lights are on. You have five moves to get to me. Are you ready? You have five moves? <laughs> oh, what was that in the back corner? Did you oh. see that? Oh, is that like a reflection? <laughs> you have five moves to get to me. Something fell right? Yeah. I don't know. This feels a little, uh, I don't know, George. This feels off. a little sus. Okay. Yeah, I know. Oh, Turn the lights on and off. Oh, wait, and what happens? Yeah, it was sitting right here. Did you touch that? She didn't touch it. Maybe it was like. Wait. Now the chandelier's moving. Oh! Oh, oh my god! 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 Can we though? I don't think so. No. Nah. They need to not go we to. Need to have, we need to have a buzzer. Bam. That bam. he goes bam. Bullshit. It's the bam bullshit bubble. And then you Here have another go. one. So, okay, I might be scared. Uh, all right. This next one says what it's like to be schizophrenic. This is going to be interesting. So I want you to hear what it sounds like in the brain of a schizophrenic. Well, I could tell you that. Now, schizophrenia is not really in my scope. I'm a marriage counselor. I'm a relationship specialist. <laughs> but uh, this was presented to me, and I found it very hold on, interesting. Hold on, George, so I'm going to present it to you, too. So how do we... Oh, what? He's a, he's a marriage counselor. He's like, schizophrenia is not really in my wheelhouse. I'm a carpenter. Like, what? what? Who, who was thinking it was in your wheelhouse? All right, sorry, George. You can you know please. what it sounds like in the head of a schizophrenic. Well, the story goes, there was a man who one day just woke up hearing voices 
And like a decade later, they just stopped as quickly as they started. And he created this soundbite for us so that we could better understand what schizophrenics are living with. Now I'm gonna warn you guys, this is really disturbing, can be really disturbing. I've heard it two or three times and it still sends chills down my spine. And to somebody suffering with schizophrenia, this is relentless, this is constant. Every waking moment, they're hearing this. Wipe the smirk off your face. <laughs> you think this is funny, don't you? Huh? You think this is some kind of joke? Well, it's not a joke. Not a joke. Mm. Pretty scary stuff, huh? Mm -mm. And I played you Seems the overwhelming. piece of the clip that was probably the least scary. Because there are parts of the clip that are telling him to harm himself. Mm -hmm. Imagine hearing that every day, all day long. Hurt yourself, hurt yourself, unalive yourself. Puts a whole new perspective on it, doesn't it? Why do you look at me like that? Go on. Who, me? <laughs> no, him. Oh, him. <laughs> Mate, go on a three-day bender and don't sleep for three days and you'll hear voices like that. I've heard that for years. It's not a big deal. Just need a <laughs> three-day bender and you'll hear that. It ain't nothing to me, man. Go, go get another one. you got to get some more. Don't sleep yet. Stay awake. And he's You're like, fine. You're fine. And it goes, am I? Yeah, I am fine. I'm fine. <laughs> you don't need sleep, Marcus. <laughs> and he, they, they tell him, go get another. He's like, I'll drink to that. Glad those days are over. Yeah, We're Jesus glad too. We're Christ. glad to have you here as the Marcus you are now. That is, that's got to be super scary, man. Like if it's demonic, bad. You know, I used to teach kids special ed with uh, emotional disturbance. If mm. I never had any of them labeled with uh, schizophrenia, but damn. Well, I mean, if you stay I mean, awake for two or three days, the brain functionality ceases to work properly, and you'll begin to not only hear shit, but you'll you'll see shit as well. So I don't know if that's so much demonic or just. What happens to your bodily function when the brain doesn't get sufficient sleep? You start hearing shit and you start seeing shit. So no yeah. more three-day benders for dad. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I heard George telling me to sell my car. Mm. Well, before we do that, this next one is called A Death Caused by Ghosts? Question mark, question mark. Before there were podcasts, there was La Mano Peluda. And this is a strange case of Josue Velasquez and the mysterious death of Juan Ramon Sanz. La Mano Peluda was a Mexican radio show with a cult-like following that ran from 1995 to 2018. And the premise of the show was that listeners would call in and tell the radio host their paranormal or supernatural story times and experiences. At the time of our story, the host was Juan Ramon Sanz. In the year 2000, a caller from California listening via the internet called in. This was Josue Velasquez. Josue goes on to tell Juan Ramon that at the age of 14, he made a pact with the devil in exchange for money and power. Josue says that at that time, his family was in a serious economic crisis. Their new economic status was far from what the family was used to and Josue began to look for ways to get out of the situation. 
He began looking at books on brujería, but didn't find anything he thought would be useful to his situation. Eventually, he did come across an old Hebrew book that had a ritual on how to complete a pact with the demon that would provide materialistic things. He completed the ritual, but nothing happened immediately. He actually kept doing the ritual for a year and a half before he was so frustrated and desperate that he cut his vein open and yelled another demon's name out of anger. Josue says that the demon whose name he called out in the name of anger actually appeared in front of him as a tall, slender man with a dark complexion. Initially, this demon didn't give Josue anything. He only wanted to teach him how to do things. After several months of learning things, Josue still didn't have any money from this demon and he began to doubt it. Josue actually told this demon that he wanted nothing to do with him because he wasn't helping him in any way. That same night, our friend Josue found another book with a different ritual that he thought could work for him. He started doing this ritual at 10 p.m. and by 2 a.m. when nothing had happened, he decided that he was gonna go to sleep. Before he could get to bed, he started hearing things coming from his mom's room, so he headed in there. What he saw was crazy. Josue says that he saw his unconscious mother being attacked by a pig on two feet. And instead of being scared, Josue knew that this was the demon that he had just summoned and started thanking him for being there. Whoa. At this point, Josue and the pig fly to a nearby cave where Josue stays <laughs> for 21 days. While he's here, he's either given or taught how to make this ring called El Anillo de Rey Salomán, which gives him the power to summon any demon and get anything that he wants from them. Mm. But there is a catch. He has to sacrifice a family member. Josue didn't even give it a second thought. He knew he was going to do it. He just had to decide which family member it was going to be. He knew that he loved his mother too much and that his siblings were the reason why he was doing all this. So he decided on his grandma. After all, she was older. She had lived a full life. She was the perfect choice. So I followed the demon's instructions and went through with it. It was a very violent act. But somehow, when the body was found, it was deemed natural. There were no marks on her. There was nothing. In the beginning, Josue's riches were not given to him immediately in the form of money. Josue began to study microbiology in Mexico and graduated after six months. Now, normally, this is a career path that takes eight years to complete. Josue says this was possible because of the ring. This new degree allowed Josue to start a very financially successful business in the United States. Unfortunately for him, his success also came with a catch. Any money that he made had to be spent the same day, otherwise it would disappear. And ironically, he couldn't share his wealth, otherwise the demons would retaliate against him. It's at this point in the call that Josue tells Juan Ramon that he is terrified of dying, but he doesn't enjoy life and has never been able to do anything enjoyable with the money that he's been given and he doesn't want it anymore. The phone conversation lasted about 90 minutes and during the whole time that Josue was on the phone, despite claiming that he was alone, you could hear voices and other unworldly sounds in the background. The host Juan Ramon even reached out to a pastor during a commercial break to try to help Josue, but unfortunately nothing could be done for him. This went on way longer than I thought, so I'm so sorry. The next part we'll talk about the death of Juan Ramon Sanz. And we do have part two, so let's roll part two and end out this live stream strong. 2011, and it's been nine years since Josue Velasquez called into La Mano Peluda to tell the host Juan Ramon Sanz about a pact he made with the demon as a teenager. At this time, Juan Ramon is no longer the host of La Mano Peluda, but he's still keeping us entertained. He's now working with TV Azteca on a new TV show called Extra Normal. Josue hears about this new TV show and he contacts Juan Ramon to offer an interview, but he does have a couple conditions that need to be met before the interview can happen. The first condition is that Juan Ramon's face cannot be shown on camera. 
The second is that the location of the interview site cannot be known until the actual interview. And surprisingly, Juan Ramon agreed to all of this. The day of the interview, Juan Ramon and the crew are taken to the middle of a lake. According to Josue, if they were in the middle of a body of water, the demons wouldn't bother them. However, there was a rumor that Josue was in trouble with very much real people who were out to hurt him, and this was one of the locations that he thought was safe for him. Mm. Josue showed up to the interview wearing some sort of animal pelt that you can, you can kind of see right there and holding a human bone that he said was to provide protection. This next part is very important. Josue is seen wearing a single black glove on his right hand that is strategically covering El Anillo de Rey Salomán. And if you remember from the first part, this ring allows Josue to summon any demon and ask for anything that he wants. Josue shook the hand of every crew member on that boat with his bare left hand. When it came to Juan Ramon's turn, Josue took the glove off and extended his right hand, then they shook hands. At this point, nobody thought anything of the gesture, but it's now speculated that the handshake was to complete a ritual that Josue was doing on Juan Ramon. As the interview began, everybody Damn. was uncomfortable and the energy was off. Juan Ramon is heard talking nervously and seen visibly distraught. In a lot of parts of the interview, Josue is seen shaking violently and showing signs of labored breathing, which he says is the work of the demons. As they get into this interview, Josue goes on to explain that during the nine years since that phone call, he's still been very much unhappy and has been actively looking for ways to liberate himself from the pact he made as a teenager. And then, almost as if it's not important, he mentions that he's really close to liberating himself, he's just got one small gesture to complete before he's free. But Kill he doesn't goat. actually say what that small gesture is. Kill the interview goat. ends and everybody is left unsettled. There's a couple sources that say that Juan Ramon started feeling severe stomach pain during the interview and that's why he's seen looking distraught in the video clips. It's also reported that Juan Ramon told some of his closest friends that after the interview weird things were happening and he was seeing things around his house. Unfortunately, and maybe coincidentally, these weren't the only things that happened after the interview. The interview was conducted on May 19th, 2011, and on May 29th, 2011, unfortunately, a seemingly healthy Juan Ramon Sanz passed away to acute peritonitis. In an eerie coincidence, Mario Estrada, the reporter sitting next to him on the boat during the interview, was involved in a very bad car accident that left him temporarily paralyzed. And then Luis Ernesto Gonzalez, who was the cameraman that filmed the interview, who was also seemingly healthy, was rushed into emergency surgery for gallbladder issues. And if that's not enough of a coincidence, the priest who was consulted in the original phone call nine years ago suddenly passed away during the same time frame. It is speculated that these deaths and accidents were no coincidence and the people who were involved were sacrifices in a ritual that Josue was doing. Of course, there is no actual sound evidence that shows that Josue is directly responsible for any of these misfortunes. As for Josue, he is still around, sticking to the same story and giving interviews. Let me know what you guys think about this. Is it just coincidence or is there more to it? Should we get him on the show? Hey. I mean, if we want to die. <laughs> What's the rumor? What's the... the, the... I mean, I don't know. Don't go messing with demons, guys. Don't conjure demons. Don't talk to demons. Don't sell your soul to the devil. And this kind of shit yeah, won't don't happen. Don't use what is behind Marcus right now. Yeah. Yeah. What, don't use. Who is that? A uh, guitar player? Was it 
that sold oh, your yeah, soul? The, the blues guitar player from yeah. from back in the forties or something, right? Yeah, who was his name? He I can't sold remember. his soul to the devil. Yeah, he went away Austin, not being on. able to play guitar, and then came back one of the greatest blues guitarists of. of this is like rock and roll history. His bro. generation. How the fuck do I know this? No, I, I've heard of it. I just yeah. don't know. I, yeah. I don't know the name off the it, bat. It was. It was. Back it was Robert Johnson? You bitch! You didn't know that. Is it that was? who it was? Uh, yeah was yeah. rumored to have once stood at Mississippi Crossroads and sold his soul to the devil in exchange for his unique sold musical gifts. to the devil, yeah. and the devil took my soul. Well, in, in all seriousness, don't mess with Ouija boards. Don't sell your soul. Don't even try to conjure that shit up. Now, I know that... I know, look, see this thing right behind me? Right, it opens doors. And uh, once those doors are open, a lot of the times they can't be closed. And you do not know who's coming in. It's like leaving your front door unlocked at home. Just go, you know what? Hey, hello, anyone out there? Come in. That's what it's like. So try and think about that before you go messing with that stuff. I know you kids do that these days, I'm right? Not, fuck no. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I'm, you don't mess with Ouija boards? No. That's really? from Amazon. Can't be haunted. It, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to know. Where, you got to have Does, ethically sourced Ouija boards. No, you don't. You can just use. You can cut out. You can cut out numbers and letters on pieces of paper and have it in a circle and do it like that. So you're telling me because of Jeff Bezos, I can now summon a demon? Absolutely. Fuck yes, dude. <laughs> did you see what I did there? Yes. No. I, I put the yeah. yes. <laughs> 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 yes. Uh, that's going to be a clip. Yeah, that's going to be a clip for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't beat a... Is it Tuesday today? Wednesday. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday it's, you can't beat a Wednesday watching scary videos, eating pizza, drinking Coca-Cola, wings, and... Other uh, recreational things. Other recreational things that are illegal here in Nevada, the state of Nevada. It's pretty good light, actually. Look at that. Yeah, the shadows are not there. Not bad, not bad. Not bad. Not bad for a 53-year-old man. I wasn't going to say I hold you where I was going to play it down. But really? Yeah. I'm, I'm, imma, I'm immature, so it, you'll never guess my age, ever. <laughs> the immaturity just flows through me. How old are you? 17. Yeah, yeah I'm 70. Yeah, damn it. But no, that was fun. Yeah, Marcus, thank you so much for coming on, man. You, when I told you about this show, you were like, I have to go on. Yeah, well, and as I said at the top of the show, anyone that knows me knows that I'm just, this is the kind of thing that I like to talk about. I like to watch it. Uh, once again, I don't want to be involved with it. Um, but, in, the, in the sense of you being a victim of it, but you'll be involved with it in this sense. Oh, no, oh. absolutely. No, in this sense, 100%. But I don't want to go walking through a 19th century house by myself at night with a... Although, I know that you guys said that you guys are thinking about doing a live... Oh, no, it's booked. Oh, it's booked. So you're doing it's a... Booked. You're doing a live ghost hunt. Well, now, it's not going to be live, but we are filming it. If yeah. anyone pulls out, I definitely want in. Because I think, can you imagine an Australian voice? Hey, ghosts, Marcus here. <laughs> Come down here and say g'day. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Oh, no. just, you know, I reckon, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a conduit for those kind of things. They hear my loud, bellowing voice, and they'll be like, we've got to go check this fucking maniac out. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so part of the one of the reasons why there's a ghost is there's supposedly a poker game where that went bad. So mm. there's murderers mm. in that building, all right? Love it. So... But Marcus, tell everybody where they can find you, what you got going on currently. And you can check me out on YouTube, The Marcus Deegan Show. You can uh, hit me up on Instagram or on Facebook. I'm releasing content weekly on not only entertainment, but also in the world of mixed martial arts, the UFC, the bare Except knuckle fighting. Week. Except for this week. Yeah, because there's nothing on. There's no fights. Well, no, I meant because you just got nuked. Oh, yeah. No, I got <laughs> nuked. Yeah, my episode got nuked, but that's okay. There's plenty more content to come. And uh, yeah, just very happy to be part of the Sticky, Fo Sticky Paws family here and uh, just ready to get things happening again. 
George, you've got, I would say, arguably more than anybody else in this room going on. What you got going on right now? Tell people where they can Follow find what you got going on. at Mr. George Carmona. That's the best way to, to keep up with all the shit. I'm on Bizarre Junkies. I'm on Veterans Minimum. I'm on The American Fan. Uh and Gridiron Junkies is my own little personal baby. So make sure you follow at Mr. George Carmona, and then that will get you to all those fun things. Sticky Paws, the network of podcasts, the Netflix of podcasts. Yes. Yes. That's us, except we're going to offer you more than just podcasts. Mm. We're getting into adult entertainment, baby. Uh, George and I Wait for our next video, One Night in Cuba. One yeah. night in Cuba and the world's your Castro. <laughs> no, I won't be. I won't be even thinking about that, you weirdos. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, sure you weren't. Uh, but anyways, everybody, thank you so much for watching. You can find me on Instagram at Alvarez LV. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. Please check us out on those platforms. It helps us out a ton. Check out all the links down below. And until next time, everybody, stay bizarre.